tell me that no right. Me say me bun it and pass it on the right. Me say them coming and them look and down it. Them say hey, naughty dreadlocks, ah, where you come from? You must have two sticker sensi under your tongue. Me say no, officer lord, you must be mad. He only smokes cigarettes and strictly shacks. Oh whoa, see.
woman of moods, yeah, yeah. A woman of moods, yeah, yeah. A woman of mystery. She's a woman of moods, yeah, yeah. A woman of moods, yeah, yeah. A woman of mystery. How do you feel when you fall in love? Taking you higher, yeah You're shouting out, I keep it to yourself Questions on my mind Taking it nice and easy this Thursday morning Retro Thursday on Coffee and Toe Another minute or so and we'll get going Just waiting for Future FM Up in the Bronx, Mount Vernon and Westchester To clear their commercials, so Enjoy some good music in the meantime. All this but goodies. This game we play has got to end someday. She's been the sweet. What's so unique? Good morning to all our listeners logged on around the world. You're logged on to QMZRadio.com, The Quality Music Zone, JohnNoRadio.com, FutureFM.net, and for everyone on the FM dial, FutureFM 98.9, in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Good morning. And of course, I have to say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. Very grateful for each and every one of you. It is Thursday, September 1st. I hope you remember to say White Rabbit for good luck. Those months that end in ER. September, October, November, December. They say you're supposed to say White Rabbit. (laughs) And that should have you having a good month. You know, these little myths, right? It is hashtag TBT throwback Thursday. Retro style. We're playing music from yesteryear. Those oldies but goodies. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on TikTok, Moments with Me Media. And the me in everything is MI. Listen to the voice of Dennis Brown, have you ever? Coming up right after this, we'll have the headlines. Quite a lot of stories to unpack today. We've got to squeeze them in. I don't know, the world's been pretty busy this week.
Good morning once again, and thank you to everyone logged on to futurefm.net, qmzradio.com, janoradio.com, and everyone in Clubhouse. It is time for us to get into the headlines. Coming up in international news, Russia starts massive war games with China and other ally states. Russian oil chief Maganov dies in, and I quote, fall from a hospital window. South Africa's Pistorius sues for right to parole herring. Spain's La Tomantina Festival returns after pandemic pause. Syria says Aleppo airport hit by Israeli missile strikes. Taiwan shoots down unidentified drone over island near China. UN team arrive at Zaporizhia nuclear plant. In news out of North America, black pasta arrested while watering neighbor's flowers, a video shows. First Alaskan native elected to Congress as Sarah Palin loses. This California school district punished black students more severely, the feds say. Now they have agreed to make changes. A Louisville, Kentucky corrections officer is terminated after mocking the city police department's 2020 killing of Breonna Taylor. Body camera shows a Columbus, Ohio police officer fatally shooting an unarmed 20-year-old black man. And here we go again. A four-year-old took a loaded gun to his South Texas school. Now his father faces charges, the police say. In business and tech news, Google employee resigns saying company silences Palestinians. Snapchat to cut a fifth of jobs. U.S. US chip makers, not chips that you eat, but the other ones that we need, uh, are hit by new China export rule. Oh. Cryptocurrency website sues Australian woman after accidentally sending her millions. Student loan forgiveness applications to be available soon. Here's how you can prepare to apply. In health and science news, ultra-processed foods linked to cancer and early death studies find. DEA issues advisory of emerging rainbow fentanyl that's enticing children and young people. In sports news, U.S. Open, Serena Williams beats second-round seed Annette. I'm going to try the last name in New York. Serena Williams' off-court revenue has dwarfed her record-breaking prize money. Oh, we're going to break that down. And NBA releases a memo that says all unvaccinated players and staff must take a COVID-19 test every week. Coffee, 
In the Caribbean corner, judge grants divorce but says there is no rape in marriage under Bahamian law. Born to a Bayesian mom, Terho lands role in Grey's Anatomy. Massive redevelopment of Spanish Town Hospital to begin next year in Jamaica. Also out of Jamaica, migration will slow once Jamaica's unemployment rate declines. Well, that's according to Andrew Holness, the Prime Minister. Oliver Samuels, the comedian, starring in comeback comedy series. Jamaica and Trinidad and Tobago sign a memorandum of understanding to strengthen trade ties. In Latin American news, over 6.8 million have left Venezuela since 2014 and the exodus grows. In Believe It or Not stories, a 12-year-old arrested after shooting a 13-year-old at a Northern California school. And racist Dunkin' Donuts Karen filmed berating workers, tells them she'll call ISIS on them. In entertainment news, Chris Rock, called out by Nicole Brown Simpson's sister over distasteful murder joke. And Kanye West calls out Gap for having meeting about him without him. <laughs> we are going to have the details of these stories and more. Great. And, you know, of course, we're going to have great conversation right after this. There is knocking on heaven's door, Ed Robinson. Oh, now, now. I heard him say, Mama, take this badge off of me. I can't use it anymore. It's getting dark, too dark to see. I feel I'm a knocking on heaven's door. And right now, I'm knock, knock, knocking on a heaven's door, boy. Knock, knock, knocking on a heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on a heaven's door, boy. Knock, knock, knocking on a heaven's door. Said I gotta put my guns to the ground, yeah. Say thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, the place to go when you want quality music while you work or play to get you through your day. JanoRadio.com, don't forget to download the Jano Radio app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Take us on the go. And I gotta say thank you to all the listeners on futurefm.net and everyone on the FM dial in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. 98.9 Future FM. 
And of course, thank you to all the listeners on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're tuned in and you're listening to Coffee and Toe. World news on the go. I almost lost my breath right there. And we do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, so we're playing songs from yesteryear doing a little reggae today taking it nice and easy listen to the voice of ed robinson knocking on heaven's door And now it is time for us to get into the details of our first story. Russia starts massive war games with China and other ally states, courtesy of Al Jazeera News. Russia has launched week-long military drills involving forces from China and other nations, an exercise that shows growing defense cooperation between Moscow and Beijing as they face tensions with the United States. The large-scale maneuvers also seem to be intended to demonstrate that Russia has sufficient military might for enormous drills, even as its troops are engaged in action in Ukraine. The Russian Defense Ministry said the Vostok 2022, or otherwise known as East 2022, the exercise will be held until September 7 and will be conducted at seven firing ranges in Russia's Far East and the Sea of Japan, and that it involves more than 50,000 troops and 5,000 weapons units, including 140 aircraft and 60 warships. Russian General Staff Chief General Valery Gerasimov will personally oversee the drills, which will involve troops from several ex-Soviet nations, China, India, Laos, Mongolia, Nicaragua, and Syria. And we reported that story yesterday, but that's just an update. And moving right along, courtesy of BBC.com, Russian oil chief Maganov dies in a quote-unquote fall from hospital window. Hmm, interesting. So, the chairman of Russia's Lukoil oil giant, Ravil Maganov, has died after falling from a hospital window in Moscow, reports are saying. The company confirmed his death, but said only that Maganov, 67, had passed away following a severe illness. Russian media said he was being treated at Moscow's Central Clinical Hospital and died of his injuries. Maganov is the latest of a, high, of a number of high-profile business executives to die in mysterious circumstances. Investigating authorities said they were working at the scene to establish how he died. TASS News Agency quoted sources saying he had fallen out of a sixth-floor window adding later that he had taken his own life. 
Now, shortly after Russia invaded Ukraine, the Lukoil board called for the conflict to end as soon as possible, expressing its sympathy of victims to this tragedy. Its billionaire president, Vajit Alekperov, resigned in April after the UK imposed sanctions on him in response to the invasion. Several Russian energy oligarchs have died in unusual circumstances in recent months. The body of millionaire Novatech former manager Sergi Protosenia was found alongside his wife and daughter at a Spanish villa in April. A former vice president of Gazprom Bank, Vladislav Avayev, was found dead with his wife and daughter in their Moscow flat, also in April. In May, former Lukoil uh, tycoon Alexander Subotin, he died of heart failure, reportedly after seeking alternative treatment from a shaman. Lukoil is, is Russia's biggest private company. In its statement, it said it was down to Maganov's managerial talent that it had evolved into one of the world's largest energy firms. He began working for the private oil company in 1993 and took over as chairman two years ago. Huh. Um, that's weird. Didn't realize that, you know, wasn't really paying much attention, and I'll be honest, right? So, to these deaths. Hmm. Okay. Good morning. Good morning, Javette. <laughs> so, I'm glad the newspaper said that they're mysterious, but when we sit every day, we talk about the freedom that we don't have in this country. This is the part that shows that we at least have a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> just, just, just a little bit, you know, because we don't have heads of state and and oil companies and stuff dying mysteriously. So I just wanted to throw that out there on this beautiful morning. <laughs> beautiful morning indeed, Sonette. I hear me, Sonette. Javette, my apologies. Yeah, it is beautiful. It's a beautiful 82 degrees in sunny South Florida. Enjoying it this morning. Hope wherever everyone is that you're enjoying beautiful weather as well. Yeah, but I, I, I tell you something, Javette. Uh, we may want to question that to some degree because um, people have gone missing mysteriously, especially those who um, air concerns when it speaks to social injustice, those who are seeking equity and equality. Those who are trying to point a direction that there is a holistic way to heal the mind and the body and the soul. You don't need chemicals. They seem to come somehow come up missing. Or they die. <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm just going to drive my car 95 degrees. 95 no let me say i'm not doing 95 Popo. okay mind my business <laughs> oh my gosh yeah javette but you know something you are absolutely right there are certain and i'm gonna have to use the word privileges because we're kind of privileged in some ways right when we think about what the story we just read and when we also think about what happens in other countries what happens with um minorities with women with children um we have our atrocities here probably not as grave 
as we see in other places you know so you do so we have to enjoy the tad bit more freedoms you're absolutely correct right um <laughs> south africa's pistorius sues for right to parole hearing this story courtesy of al jazeera news south african paralympic uh, champion oscar pistorius i forgot about him who was jailed for 13 years for murdering his girlfriend has asked the courts to force prison authorities to consider him for parole. His lawyer, Julian Knight, told AFP on Wednesday that the athlete was seeking an order to force authorities to hold a parole hearing. It's an application to compel the parole board to convene a hearing for, for his consideration for parole, said Knight. Pistorius, 35, shot dead Riva Steenkamp, a model, while she was in the toilet in the early hours of Valentine's Day in 2013. If we remember, he said he thought a burglar was hiding in his ensuite bathroom when he fired four times through the door. He was found guilty of murder and started serving his sentence in 2014. Knight said the application doesn't mean he must be placed on parole, but that he must be considered. No hearing date has yet been set, he said, refusing to give further details. To be considered for parole in South Africa, an offender must first serve half their term. In July, the Department of Correctional Services confirmed that a meeting had taken place the previous month between Pistorius and Steenkamp's parents. The encounter was part of Pistorius's rehabilitation, something that is also a requirement to be able to apply for parole. In 2015, the lower Supreme Court of Appeal upgraded the 29-year-old's conviction to murder in December from a prior conviction of culpable homicide in the Pretoria High Court. He had been sentenced to five years in prison for culpable homicide. A year later, the Constitutional Court South Africa's Apex Court rejected his attempt to appeal the sentence. Known worldwide as the Blade Runner because of his carbon fiber prosthetics, Pistorius became the first double amputee to race at the Olympics when he competed at the London 2012 Games a year before he shot Steenkamp. So I didn't know that you could sue for rights to parole hearing. Huh, interesting. Learn something new. I don't know if that does that happen here in the US too, that um you can sue for that? Well, I guess it can happen in South Africa. So our next story, also courtesy of Al Jazeera, Spain's La Tomantina Festival returns after the pandemic pause. So people from around the world have pasted each other with tomatoes as part of Spain's famous La Tomantina event which is held in the eastern town of Buñol following a two-year suspension due to the coronavirus pandemic. People on trucks unloaded 130 tons of overripe tomatoes along the main road of the town for participants crammed below to throw, leaving the area drenched in red pulp on Wednesday. Up to 20,000 people paid 12 euros, $12 each, to take part in the festival. The town's streets were hosed down and the revelers showered off within minutes after the hour-long noon battle. So we're all wondering, where did this come from? Why are they doing this? What's the history behind it? Well, the event held on the last Wednesday of August each year 
was inspired by a food fight between local children in 1945 in the town, which is located in a tomato-producing region. Media attention in the 1980s turned it into a national and an international event, drawing participants from around the world. Local officials said they expected fewer foreign visitors this year, mainly because of continuing fears over COVID-19 in Asian countries. All right. So, excuse me, it's back to the norm. All right. Do we need tomatoes in this side of the world? I don't know. So serious. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Javet. Go ahead, Javet. Go, go. <laughs> I was just going to say how many homeless people they could have fed with the wasted tomatoes. Yeah, we could make some tomato sauce, you know, you know, for pasta or something. Yeah, but it's their little tradition, I guess. Um, I don't know if they intentionally allow the tomatoes to get overripe. Um, or if, you know, when you're not able to pick enough or if you pick them and you're not able to sell them all, if they're left offers, I don't know. But since been going on since 1945. Yeah. All because of a food fight in the streets started by two young boys. Our next story is out of Syria. Courtesy of Al Jazeera as well. Syria says Aleppo airport hit by Israeli missile strikes. Israel has carried out missile strikes targeting the airport in the Syrian city of Aleppo, the official SANA news agency said, citing a military source. At around 2,000 hours, or 1,700 GMT, the Israeli uh, enemy targeted Aleppo International Airport with missile fire, causing some material damage at the heart of the facility, the state agency said on Wednesday. It made no mention of casualties. Uh, This one, I definitely um, drink water and mind my business. And here's why, right? I'm not saying I'm ignoring what's going on in Israel and um, Syria. Not at all. But, um, yeah, it is written. It is written that, you know, there will always be war in that part of the world. So I try my best not to get too wrapped up in it. Do I hope that one day there will be peace in the Middle East? (laughs) You know, that's the saying. But do I hope one day that they will have peace? Yes. It is my prayer. Will it happen? I don't. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt it because they say it is written, so I gotta go with that, right? I don't know. Um, Taiwan. Okay. Why am I frozen? Here we go. So Taiwan shoots down unidentified drone over island near China. The story, courtesy of CNN. Taiwan says it has shot down an unidentified civilian drone over one of its islands that lies just a few kilometers from mainland China. The drone was spotted shortly after midday on Thursday, this morning, remember there are hours ahead, above the waters of Lion Islet, a small island in the Kinmen County grouping that is controlled by Taiwan. And it lies about uh, two and a half miles from the shore of China. The Kinmen Defense Command, a branch of Taiwan's Ministry of National Defense, said the drone was shot down after warning flares failed to drive it away. This is the latest in a string of similar incidents to have taken place near the offshore group of the islands. 
unidentified drones have been reported in the Kinmen area for four days in a row. But this is the first time that one has been shot down by Taiwan. They are not taking any chances. I can't say I blame them. Definitely not. Definitely not. And in some live news updates, uh, courtesy of Al Jazeera, Russia-Ukraine live news updates, investigators from the International Atomic Energy Agency, IAEA, well, they have arrived at the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in the Russian-controlled town of Enerhodar on today, today, amid increased military activity in the area and following several delays. Ukraine has accused Russia, the back and forth continues, of shelling Enerhodar as well as the agreed-upon route of the UN team. Meanwhile, Russia's defense ministry has accused Ukrainian saboteurs of trying to seize the plant. Both sides have claimed battlefield successes amid a new Ukrainian push to recapture territory in the south, with a Ukrainian official saying Kiev's forces have made progress in three areas, while Russia's defense ministry claims the counteroffensive has failed. European Union foreign ministers have decided to make it more expensive and time-consuming for Russians to get visas to travel to the bloc, but have stopped short of agreeing to a visa ban supported by Ukraine and several Eastern member states. And those were the stories from the international scene. Going to take another quick break when we return. It is news out of North America. Remember, coming up later on, we also have Caribbean Corner. Here is Don Penn. You don't love me? I won't even try. No, no, no. You don't love me and I know now. No, no, no. 
Thank you to all the listeners logged on to futurefm.net, qmzradio.com, janoradio.com, and everyone up there in Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester on the 98.9 FM dial, Future FM. And of course, thank you to everyone with me here on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. Every Monday through Friday, we do this, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. Listen to the voice of Dennis Brown. Hold on to what you got. Hold on to what you got. Hold on to what you got. If you can on your journey. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're playing the retro tunes. Oldies but goodies in reggae style. Hold on to what you got. Hold on to what you got. Hold on to what you got. Definitely got to hold on to what you got. You never know when you might lose it. So cherish what you do have. Thank you so much, Dennis Brown, for that one. But it is time for us to get into the details of stories out of North America. First up, black pastor arrested while watering neighbors' flowers. (laughs) The story courtesy of CNN via WSVN out of Miami. A black pastor in Alabama says he was arrested while watering his neighbor's flowers. And his attorney has called the incident irrational, irresponsible, and illegal. In police body camera footage from May and released last week, an officer is seen approaching the man, Michael Jennings, who tells the officer he has been asked to water the flowers while a neighbor is gone. In the video that has since gone viral, Jennings of Childersburg, Alabama, is asked by the officer what he is doing at the house and whose car is in the driveway. He says it's the neighbor's vehicle and identifies himself as Pastor Jennings without being asked. Jennings tells the officer, I'm supposed to be here. I'm Pastor Jennings. I live across the street. An officer responds, you're Pastor Jennings? And he replies, yes, I'm looking after their house while they're gone, looking after their flowers. The officer then asks Jennings for identification and Jennings says he will not give any identification to the officer. Less than a minute and a half later, as Jennings tries to make a call on his phone, officers handcuff him. This is according to the body camera footage. The officer in the video later speaks with a neighbor who called 911, who is not identified by name. So this is another neighbor now who has decided to call 911. They are friends and they went out of town today, so he may be watering their flowers and it could be completely normal. She tells the officers about Jennings and the homeowner. He would be watering their flowers and this is probably my fault, she says. Later in the video, Jennings' wife arrives and provides the officer with his identification. She does tell us it's a mistake and all that stuff, but at this point, he's already collected the charge, the officer tells her. Once we place him under arrest, we cannot unarrest him. That's what the officer said. He was arrested for, here's the reason, 
obstructing governmental operations. <laughs> but charges were later dropped, according to a police statement from June 1, 2022. Police were responding to a 911 call about a suspicious car parked at the residence, and a person the caller did not recognize, Richard McClendland, chief of police for the city of Childsburg, said, in the statement, the caller stated that her neighbors who lived at the residence were out of town and advised that the suspicious person might be inside the residence, according to the police chief's statement. In an email to CNN on Tuesday, an attorney for the city said the audio of the 911 call provides vital information for the incident. And CNN has requested a copy of the transcript of this call. Um, oh, Whew. Mind your business. If your neighbors, you know what? I, I can't even. Go ahead, Javette. I can't even. So I had a similar um, thing happen uh, last week, but I had my neighbor's phone number. So I just called her and asked her, hey, are you expecting someone to be in your home? And she told me, yeah, the pool guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, cool. Bye. That was that. So he was arrested for fracanackle. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> and I know laws differ from state to state, right? I get it. But here's what's interesting. I have seen people get arrested and unarrested on site. So I don't understand. What do you mean you can't unarrest him? And then his wife brings the identification, shows you, and you, you're, that's, that's your response. Now, the neighbor, if they're all neighbors, you're telling me the neighbor doesn't know that neighbor and realizes that, and then she's going to say, oh, it's probably my fault. My fault. That's it. Nonchalantly. Oh, it's probably my fault. <laughs> officers have the ability to think and rationalize do they have that capability and and i'm not being facetious because it seems as though they don't think when it comes to certain cases at least they do not think oh they pull up okay yeah we got it we got we got to take this one got to take him is it that they're given a quota well i have heard that in Florida, in South Florida, when it comes to traffic tickets, okay? Um, there are certain times of the month you'll notice them out and about doing, um, <laughs> they're stopping people, <laughs> you know, usually the middle and the end of the month because they got to make sure they fill their quota. Is there a quota that they have to fill in terms of the number of people that they have to slap handcuffs on regardless of whether it warrants a handcuff being put on them or not? I believe so. Yeah, yeah I want to believe. I believe so. so as well. Yeah. Yeah. Good. My good husband. morning. Hold good on, Novel. Hold on, Novel. Andrea's still Sorry. speaking. Yeah. Go. Go ahead, Andrea. Good morning, everyone. It's been a while. Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my cousin is a police officer in Baltimore, and when he first joined the police force, he was put on so many. Um, I would say, what do you call it? Um, 
not disciplinary um, because he, for, for example, he wasn't writing enough tickets and he wasn't arresting enough people. So every week is like a different scenario with him and his supervisor because they said, okay, you only wrote one ticket this week. You should be writing such and such tickets. You only arrested such and such people for the whole entire month. You should be arresting, you know, such and such people for the entire month. So they do have a quota of how much tickets and how many arrests they should make for, for the quarter. It's just like when you're in sales, how much sales you're supposed to make for that. <laughs> I mean, it, it's not funny. It really isn't funny. But you know something, Andrew, you, you, it makes sense. Because I'm not sure if you were here last week. But last week we spoke about the need to have the um, jails 90% filled. Because there's a contractual agreement between the private owners of the jails and the government where if the beds are not filled, the government has to pay a penalty. So wow. either way, the private owners win. They get paid for the beds being full and they get paid for the beds not being full. So it is important mm -hmm. that they fill the beds by any means necessary. Means necessary. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a shame. It is a shame. It is. It is. <sighs> Thank you, Andrew. Go right ahead, Newville. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Novell. Good morning. Yeah, man. So just to kind of weigh in, so like I read the article, a couple of things kind of popped into mind. Um, well, first of all, I mean, you know, the moment that the, the officer did ask him for him ID still, you see? Mm -hmm. All my for this produced that. Like, I mean, was the officer in he the He didn't right have it on him, though, because his wife brought it. He called his wife and his wife brought it. Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I'm okay. with you. But initially, initially he refused, according to the article, to show them the ID, right? Mm -hmm. No, no. Here's my thing. Could it have gone differently if he just said, "All right, no problem. I'm gonna call my wife. She'll bring it up." Yada yada yada. There's an ID. I live across the street. Maybe would I get squashed? Maybe not. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, was the police within their right to ask the question? Mm, I guess. I mean, is it something that, um. I think is unfair and you know i mean there's way more artistic things going on in the world that they could be you know pushing that engine towards yes okay i get it um but you see my whole thing still is like i don't know I, it's definitely a quarter based situation because there's even a show that's on hbo that came out mm -hmm. and it's based on a true story um with the police officers in baltimore And it shows things from, you know, the police's point of view, the citizen's point of view, the mayor, and like the whole thing. And what I've come to realize is that, mm, might sound controversial, but I don't think America's a country. I think America's a business. You understand? And in order for you to make business, I'm sorry, in order for you to make money in the business, you got to generate some income. So that's what they do through, you know what I'm saying, all of these arrests that are made because the officers are incentivized by making arrests. The same way like the parking patrol, like or the parking wardens, right? Mm -hmm. They're incentivized. They have a quote in terms of how many tickets they're supposed to write. I have probably <clears throat> in my car right now still, kind of sad still, but I have um, probably about mm, 
<laughs> two so probably like eight hundred dollars worth of parking tickets, oh, and these are, t- yeah, and these are parking tickets that I get like in front of my house because of a whole different long story that's irrelevant to the basis of what right. we're discussing. But th- yeah, but the thing is that during the the height of the pandemic, what the city in Toronto did was they suspended all parking situations so you can park anywhere. But they know it's because it, it's really just a cash grab essentially, right? So my whole point is really that, number one, I do believe that police officers have a... a I mean, I can't really speak too in-depth about the states, but I know in Canada, police officers get paid when they have to go to court. So when somebody gets charged and then the person fights the ticket or whatever the charge may be, then the officer has to go to court to, you know, say what he has to say and represent, you know, the crown. And he gets paid by doing so, which is overtime money. So, I mean, when you think about it logically, if you're if you're a police officer and you wrote 500 tickets for the year, see, and you made $90,000, then the incentive is to write 1,000 tickets for next year so you can make more money. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Because the law averages is that when somebody gets a ticket, whether, you know, 40 bucks, 50 bucks or whatever. Most people just pay it because of the inconvenience. Like who wants to go to court, take a half a day off work and do all of that type of stuff. So I think what they do is they kind of play the averages Mm -hmm. and, you know, issue more arrests because obviously the arrest wasn't valid because they end up dropping the charge. But then he gets credit for the arrest. You understand what I do? I got it. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, and it, yeah, and then because it doesn't hold any water, then it gets thrown out. So all this, it's just inconvenienced everybody. But then, from his perspective, he made the arrest is, is counting towards his numbers. But the whole situation is very unfortunate because when I do my when I when I do my little, you know, landscaping, clean up the front of the yard and I have like one of those leaf blowers, and normally after I'm done, I do my neighbors on the left and my neighbors on the right. You know what I'm saying? So that story they kinda hit home with me because if I was out there, you know, blowing the leaves or whatever from my neighbors and the police roll up on me and say, Boy, yo, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just doing some yard work. So can I see some ID? Sure, no problem. Here's my ID, I live next door. You know what I'm saying? And right. then whatever happens after that happens after that. You know what I'm saying? So I mean, you know, it's unfortunate all around. And you know, the real losers here are the neighbors' flowers because they never get the full water in. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Duval, I'm going to have to interrupt wow. you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I have one more story to squeeze in before we get take a quick break at the top of the hour. <laughs> All right, just 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 wanted just wanted to hear that laugh moment. <laughs> Thank you, Duvel. Appreciate it. So our next story: Mary Paltola, first Alaskan native elected to Congress, as Sarah Palin loses. Story courtesy of BBC.com. Sarah Palin has lost a special congressional election in Alaska in a district that was Republican held for nearly five decades. The winner. Democrat Mary Peltola will be the first Alaskan native to serve as a lawmaker in Congress for the state. The race was to fill a vacancy left or which was left after the former office holder died. The seat is up for grabs again in November. Former Alaska Governor Ms. Palin, who is 58 years old, rose to prominence as a vice presidential candidate in 2008. Miss Peltola, who is 49, was declared the winner on Wednesday by three percentage points in a state that ex-president Donald Trump took by 10 points in 2020. The former state lawmaker advocated for abortion access, 
climate action, and the state's salmon populations. Ms. Palin, who was endorsed by Mr. Trump, outspent her Democratic rival by 4 to 1 in the run-up to the August 16 election, and this is according to Politico. Ms. Peltola ran against two Republicans in the state's first-ranked choice election, a system that was criticized by Ms. Palin during the race as confusing and unfair. The Democrat, who is Yupik and grew up in a rural part of Alaska, will also become the first woman to hold the seat. It had previously been held since 1973 by late Republican Don Young. Congratulations! As it should be. As it should be. Yeah. Because um, isn't Alaska predominantly indigenous? But anyway, got to take a quick break. I want to say thank you to all the listeners who logged on to futurefm.net. Futurefm 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. You are free. And as a matter of fact, I'm going to invite you to listen along on qmzradio.com or johnoradio.com. If you want to be a part of the conversation, hop on over to Clubhouse. The app is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Uh, QMZ Radio, Jano Radio, and Clubhouse. We're going to be right back after this song. Thank you. 
it's hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday on Coffee and Toast. So we're going retro. Oldies but goodies in reggae style. You're listening to UB40, Homely Girl. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. Everyone logged on to JohnNoRadio.com and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, world news on the go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. I wanna run to you. Listening to the undisputable, undeniable voice of the one and only Sanchez. Coming up right after this, we have stories more stories out of North America, so keep it locked.
right, and it's time for us to continue with the details of the rest of the stories out of North America. This California school district punished black students more severely, feds say. Now, they have agreed to make changes, this story courtesy of CNN. A California school district is vowing to reform its discipline practices after a federal investigation revealed it was giving harsher punishment to black students compared to white students who displayed similar behavior. Officials from the Department of Education's Office of Civil Rights says the Victor Valley Union High School District in Southern California's San Bernardino County committed a pattern of discriminatory practices toward black students that violated the Civil Rights Act of 1964. The department and school district reached a resolution earlier this month in which Victor Valley committed to a series of changes that will be put into place this school year, including cultural sensitivity training for staff, conducting school climate surveys, and hiring a director with expertise in non-discriminatory discipline practices. Federal education officials say they began their investigation in 2014 after seeing higher rates of suspensions, expulsions, and other punishments in Victor Valley compared to other districts in California. Within that data, black students were being punished more frequently and more severely, officials say. The department also interviewed employees, students, and parents who reported witnessing school district staff unfairly target black students. For example, school administrators issued law enforcement citations to students through a program called, quote-unquote, Clean Sweep that required the, the youth to appear in juvenile court. According to the Office of Civil Rights, witnesses say that the program disproportionately punished black students. Black students were also punished more severely than white students for dress code violations, being loud, inappropriate behavior, and truancy. Catherine Lehman, Assistant Secretary for the Office of Civil Rights, called the discriminatory practices profoundly harmful and sending the message that black students are less valued than their white classmates. Lehman said one alarming finding was that a white student could commit the same or worse offense as a black student and still receive a lighter punishment. Case in point, in the 2018-2019 school year, a black 7th grader was skipping class, but a staff member wrote the student up as creating a quote-unquote hostile environment, and he was suspended. It was the student's first attendance referral for the school year. Now, a white 8th grader at the same school, however, skipped class, was written up for the truancy, and received an after-school detention. It was his fourth attendance referral for that year. What we do when we do that to kids is we teach them that they don't count, Lehman said. We teach them that their schools are not ready for them, that their schools don't believe in them, and that our community isn't there for them. That's absolutely the worst message that we can send from schools. And research has shown it's a nationwide problem. According to the American Psychological Association, APA, black students are subjected to harsher discipline than white students, and it can hinder their academic success and damage their perceptions of school. 
Researchers from the APA found in one study that black students who were suspended for minor infractions had significantly lower grades than students who were not suspended. Hmm. It is preparing them for the real life, quite frankly, if you ask me. It's really preparing them for what's going to happen to them later on. It, it, it's a, you know, get real, get ready for the real world, folks. Sad. Really sad. Should I be surprised? Yes, I should be, but I'm not. Is this disturbing? Very. You are going to have them go to juvenile detention. Do you know what you have done psychologically to that child? Some children may be able to rise above it, depending on the home they're from and what they're going home to. Some are now destined to fall through the cracks with this targeted behavior. School should be the place, because many students, as the point was raised by, I think it was Dr. Daphne a couple of days ago, right here on Coffee and Joe, for some students, school is the escape. School is the safe space. School is where they go to feel some sense of acceptance, of well-being. They feel people care. School, because some of them are not getting it at home. Now, instead of having conversation to find out the root cause of the behavior, you're short-tempered have no patience, and so you just discipline out the yin-yang. But why are you doing it only to them? Why not the others? Oh, you have more tolerance for the others. Okay. Oh, you're worried about the repercussions from the others. Okay. Ah. Oh, you want to continue to give the others the advantage. Okay, I get it. I get it. It's the handbook. And as pointed out, it is not only happening in this particular school in the state of California. It's a nationwide problem. The inequity, the inequality. Why should black students have to um, conform and walk the narrow line. Stay on that straight and narrow line. Do not let your foot go to the left or to the right. Walk that chalk line. Why should we have to be telling our children that they have to put out more effort to be allowed to exist? That's not fair. It is not fair. So they're given more bricks to carry on their shoulders all because of the color of their skin, because of their racial identity. Yes, we know. Oh, we know we're loud. We know that. Can we be a little excessive at times unnecessarily? Yeah, I embrace that. I'm not going to deny that. But Part of who we are, the Latinos are loud too. <laughs> yeah. So 
that's a problem. Why not talk to the student and say, hey, 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 come on now. Use your inside voice while you're here. Now, truancy. There could be several reasons there is truancy. Could be, right? Could be that the parents couldn't afford to get them out the house that day. We don't know what's going on at home. We don't know. So instead of, again, having conversation, get to know your students. Get to know what's going on with them. If you say you care about them. If you care about their success. You can't save everybody. I get that. I, I, I totally get that. But at least put some effort into it. Dress code. So everybody dresses the same way, but some can do it and some can't. So okay for some, but it's not okay for others. If everybody's supposed to have their pants up, everybody's supposed to have their pants up. Quite frankly, everybody should have their pants at their waist. I hate seeing briefs. I, I, didn't, I don't know where, why people do this, where I got to see your butt. I don't want to see it. But if everybody's to have their pants at their waist, let the rule be enforced across the board. And what is good for the goose is good for the gander. If nobody's supposed to be wearing hoodies, nobody's supposed to be wearing hoodies. If you have the hoodie on and you're not supposed to have the hood on your head, nobody's supposed to have it on their head. But my question is, and this, I have another question. So, feds, you've been investigating since 2014. How many years is that? Eight, eight years, is my math right? We're in 2022. Eight years? It took you eight years to do an investigation? Why so long? Why so long? What the heck are you doing? Why is it taking you eight years? Is my math right? Please tell me if my math is right. I don't want to embarrass myself. <laughs> From 2014, you've been investigating and you're just now. <sighs> A Louisville corrections officer is terminated after mocking the city police department's 2020 killing of Breonna Taylor. Story courtesy of CNN. A Louisville, Kentucky corrections officer has been terminated after disparaging the Louisville Metro Police Department and referencing the death of Breonna Taylor in a video. This is according to the Louisville Metro Department of Corrections in a statement. The officer, Turhan Knight, was terminated August 25th after the department's director, Jerry Collins, viewed the video and was disgusted, according to the statement from LMDC. Knight had been employed by the LMDC since 2018, according to the statement. Knight has since apologized, calling the video a joke. In the video posted on an account that was later deleted, Knight introduces himself as an officer with the Louisville Metro and encourages viewers to join the department. Be a part of a great, great police department. Never mind what happened to Breonna Taylor. We killed that bleep. Taylor, a 26-year-old emergency room technician, was shot and killed in her apartment, as we all remember. Yeah. In the video, Knight discusses the benefits of working for LMPD, like driving police vehicles and being able to provide for a family. Do you want to kill people and be able to get off for it, he says. Join Louisville Metro Police Department and answer the call. 
Louisville Metro Police Department said it had no comment on the video since it is not the investigating agency and referred CNN to LMDC. In a statement to CNN affiliate WLKY, Knight apologized to Taylor's family and his own. I want to first apologize to my mother, boyfriend, and family of Breonna Taylor because I never meant to compound or further remind them of the tragedy that has taken place. That's what he said in a statement. And I also apologize to my family, friends, and the community and my church members because I knew better and I asked them to forgive me. I'm in the process of retaining a lawyer. I'm just deeply remorseful and never meant anything bad or against the Breonna Taylor family because I know the family. It was a joke recorded by another officer about how I felt LMPD admin and some officers handled past situations and I regret it. Knight told the Courier Journal that he'd submitted his resignation before any action from the department. A statement from the Fraternal Order of Police Lodge 77 indicated his last day was set for August 26th, the day he was terminated. CNN has attempted to reach Knight but has not received a response. Hmm. The video was absolutely horrible. And there is no place in public service for anyone that would do something so insensitive, the statement says. And that statement was put out by the FOP Lodge. Um, <laughs> that story has me feeling like so that PTR like, really? Again? <sighs> Tired of this. Yeah. But, I, I, you know, as we say, keep showing yourselves. We're happy when you show yourselves. We're elated when you show yourselves. We're thrilled when you show us who you really are. And, you know, he knows the family. That, that, that's kind of disturbing. You know Brianna Taylor's family, and you still saw it fit to be this insensitive? You thought it was fitting to put out a video saying, do you want to kill people and be able to get off for it? Join Louisville Metro Police Department and answer the call? You really think that was was appropriate? Hmm? Was that really? And the other officer, what happened to the other officer, the one that did the recording? I see no mention of anything happening to him because he should be included in this as well. Guilty by association or whatever the term is that we use. Good morning. Good is morning. Is for a white, or, or white cop? Ah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. It know. doesn't say, it doesn't put up a picture of him. The picture in the, as a matter of fact, you know something, let me, hold on, hold on, naturalist, hold on, let me look at something here. Bear with me one moment, let me pull it up on this here, let me see if I can get the video over here, and uh, do, 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 do. here we go, open up that, let's scroll down here, uh, do, 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 do. Okay, pulled up the wrong one. What is today? September 1st, right? Oh, my gosh. Get with the program. Get with the program moments. Get with the program. You are 
you are a day behind there pulling up the wrong thing hold on nachos i'm gonna get it to you hold on one second we're gonna figure this out oops wrong one okay here we go today's september 1st go ahead so that go right ahead no i'm saying good morning it's like it's the first of the month wake up wake up wake up it's the first of the month <laughs> <I'm done. laughs> it pops in my head every time it's the first of the month okay. every single time <laughs> All right, I found the video here. I'm not oh, in the door inside my girlfriend. So she alert and able to talk to you? Oh, oh, no, she's not breathing. He's walking backwards. Let me, let me fast forward to the video. Hey. Body camera policy has been changed to require their use for all officers. Not showing. I don't know why it's not showing him. Hold right, on. So let me fast forward some more. I do apologize and with the pro of commonwealth of kentucky no hold on it's not let me see no nothing there to hopefully ensure that this won't happen again nothing there uh, not seeing the picture of him i'm not seeing his image um naturalist sorry not seeing his picture i don't know if he's black or white it shouldn't make a big difference, but shouldn't. I'm just, <laughs> but you're curious. It, it <laughs> but but I just you know I'm just curious. Yeah, it shouldn't. I agree. Um, wrong is wrong. And you know something? It's even worse if it's a black person who did that. I know someone opened their mic. Go right ahead. I wasn't looking at the phone. <laughs> Yeah, man, I was going to simply say good morning, everyone, once again. Um, yeah, both of them need to get on permanent um, vacation mode. You know what I mean? They need to lose them job because, yo, what kind of a statement is that for you to make? You know what I'm saying? That you can kill somebody and get away with during police first. Like, I mean, I thought it was serve and protect. I thought, you know, we pay them to, to protect us from the bad guys. You know what I mean? They're mm -hmm. supposed to be the good guys. Right. So obviously, you know, you have bad apples in the bunch. When these when these type of things come up, um, I I just think it should be swift action right away. You see my dude? Yeah. It should be like, all right, cool. You've exposed yourself, you know who you are. You know, you can apologize and say, Oh, you know, is your medication? No, it's okay. You know what I mean? That sounds like more of a you problem versus a community policing patrol problem. So um you're no longer in the force and let God go with you. That's really the conversation that should be had. You know what I'm saying? Because, yo, police, I mean, yo, you have good ones and you have not so good ones and you have bad ones. You know what I'm saying? So what happens a lot of the times is that the good ones get blamed for the um, the behavior from the ones that aren't good. You understand, <laughs> my dude? And the only way to, yeah, so it's like, you know what I'm saying? So you just have to kind of just get rid of the bad apples, man. But yeah. damn, that's crazy. But the thing wow. is, they're, they're showing themselves. And as they show themselves, we need to make see to it that they are eliminated from the force. Out. Get out. You don't need to be collecting taxpayers' dollars. All right? I, okay, I make agree. it quick. Yeah. Oh, you're going to say something else again? Because I'm going to move on. No, no, I was just saying I agree. Okay, all right. Thank you, Nouvelle. So our next story, a body camera video shows a Columbus, Ohio police officer fatally shooting an unarmed 20-year-old black man. Story courtesy of CNN.
Police in Columbus, Ohio, have released a body camera video that shows a police officer fatally shooting an unarmed black man in his bed. Donovan Lewis, 20, died Tuesday after being shot by Columbus Police Officer Ricky Anderson, a 30-year veteran with the Columbus Division of Police assigned to the K-9 unit, according to a police statement. During a news conference on Tuesday, Columbus Police Chief Elaine Bryant um, said the shooting happened around 2 a.m. on Tuesday at an apartment building where uniformed officers were serving a felony warrant for domestic violence and assault and improper handling of a firearm. Police did not say who the warrant was for. The officers knocked on the door for several minutes, acknowledging themselves as Columbus police officers, Bryant said. Police body camera video shows them knocking and calling out to occupants repeatedly for more than eight minutes. They called for Donovan by name several times. Eventually, a man came to the door and was taken into custody by police, Bryant said. He told officers he'd been asleep and they took a knife from his pocket. A second man inside the apartment was taken into custody about a minute later. Anyone asked if any, well, officers rather, asked if anyone else was inside the apartment, Brian said, but they were unable to determine that. Anderson and a K-9 were then called in by Columbus police to see if anyone else was inside. Once the K-9 officer arrived on the scene, additional announcements were made for anyone else inside to come out or the K-9 was going to be released inside of the apartment, Bryant said. In the police body camera video, the K-9 is seen barking outside a back bedroom door. Then officers enter the apartment and warn they are going to send a dog in. An officer is seen opening the bedroom door where a man is seen on a bed. Body cam video shows Anderson, Anderson sorry, firing a single shot at a man later identified as Lewis, moments after opening the bedroom door. During the news conference, Bryant showed the body camera video frame by frame, asserting that the moment Anderson opened fire, it appeared Lewis was holding something in his hand. A vape pen was later found next to Lewis on the bed, Bryant says. Once Lewis was handcuffed, video shows, Officers began rendering aid. Lewis was taken to a nearby hospital where he was pronounced dead at 3.19 a.m., according to the Columbus Police Department. The officer is on leave pending investigation, the department says. <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. Ah, the man asleep in I'm bed. Tired of it. Hurry up and fire this officer. Yeah, the cam the video cam is very explicit, right? You're showing frame by frame exactly what happened. The officer is seen opening the bedroom door where a man is seen on a bed. You fire a single shot at the man after opening the bedroom door, right? Moments after. So as you open, you don't even wait. You open the door and you kill them. You shoot the man. Handcuff the man instead of trying to administer help. You, 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 you seek to arrest him 
and then God have mercy. Hmm. And then you begin rendering aid. So you shoot him, handcuff him. That's what you call dead or alive, huh? That is what you call dead or alive. Yeah, but I just think that is like standard procedure with most officers, right? Because what they tend to do, I'm not defending his actions. I actually had a question in relation to the article, but uh, just to finish my, finish my point quickly. Yeah, if you notice, what they'll do is their first priority is to make sure that the, subs, the suspect, quote-unquote, has been rendered, um, non, like, just put in a position where he can't do the officer any harm. So that's And it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's what they're treating them. So even if them shoot you, them first want to make sure, rather than try to stick it, they're going to shoot and they're going to try to kill you, you know. Right or them uh, whatever, but them shoot you. So after that, no, them handcuff you to make sure so you can't jump up and you can't do whatever the case is, and then them have to go through the, the protocol insurance trying to save your life at this point. But them really, really want you live. I mean, whatever happened to shooting somebody in like the thigh? You know what I mean? Well, but they, did, they wouldn't do that, Noville, because according to the officer, right, he mm -hmm. saw something in his hand turned out to be right. a vape pen they don't care they just want right. to see something in your hand and you're dead yeah no i'm with you i'm with you so here's my question right so they knock on the door for eight minutes the brother never wake up then them all set them inside of the money yard now right outside them bedroom see and them are knock on the door and according to the article the man now wake up then them warn him say yo got sending the canine unit on you see and no no movement or none no that kind of seems a little far-fetched to me because I can't imagine that someone's knocking on my for eight minutes and then knocking on my bedroom door aggressively with a dog barking and I don't wake up. You don't have it kids. Seems you don't have kids. You would be surprised oh. at things they sleep. Oh, for Yeah. Oh, I okay. slept. All right, cool. <laughs> I was, I was um, 15 years old and I slept through Hurricane Gilbert. Okay? All right. So, <laughs> you'll be surprised. Some people do sleep really dead. That's why I'm not going to judge on that one. Because uh, my boys are in the house. And honestly, Newville, I've, I've said it to them. If the house are burned, I'm going to burn up. Because you, they okay. don't hear anything. Zero. I, I guess I guess it's because I'm a light sleeper. Probably, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but um, real quick, I want to jump back to the previous story because Sunette said she found the story. Sunette, can you speak? The oh, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sorry. I had missed the entire, like, almost the entirety of the story when you were reading it before. So the story I just found was a correction officer mm -hmm. was making fun of the NY, of the police department, not NY, excuse me, of the police department recruitment. Is that the story you were talking about? Uh, hold on, let me go back to the headline here. It, okay, this one is body, Louisville, Kentucky corrections officer is terminated after mocking the city police department's 2020 killing of Breonna Taylor. So he made a video Somebody right. recorded him. Yeah, so it probably but, might be the same one. I think the same story. I found it in the Washington Post because I thought it was a police officer who made this video. This is a correction officer mocking the police department 
and their tactics of killing people and he was fired <clears throat> excuse me oh yeah that's that's a little bit different now that's that's okay. what i that's what i found and i'm like wait that oh, no. why is he fired Hold on. Say that again. Today. Read the article, the, the headline for me again. Me? Sure. Yeah. Uh, the headline says, Louisville jailer fired for video mocking police, Breonna Taylor killing. So I didn't go all the way into detail, but it says a correction officer in Louisville was fired this week after surface of a video showing him mocking city police and the killing of Breonna Taylor, mm -hmm. the 26-year-old black woman who was fatally shot by officers during an errand raid on the apartment in 2020, officers said. Right. So the video is the parody of Louisville's police um, police department recruiting advertisement. Teron Knight, a Louisville Metro correction officer, who, by the way, is a black man okay, since so, 2018. Okay. So is that the same story? Yes, it sounds like the same story. Sounds so like the same angry. story. You're... I'm, 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 I'm less, I'm, okay, it's different. It's, it's pushed, it's moved. He okay. has been a little idiotic in making fun of the police department. But he is not a police officer. He did not have anything involved in the killing of Breonna Taylor. So it's a it was a bad joke. But I don't see the reason he should be fired. Yes, suspend him for being an idiot. But I don't think he needs to lose his job because he is not a member of the police department. He's making a dumb joke. So that article puts a different spin on it, definitely. Right? Um could it then be that he was highlighting the trying to highlight them in a negative way to show yes okay, okay. that's what i think he and yeah. they're embarrassed by by the, by the fact that the police department was made fun of it's all the city of darn it louisville louisville, so louisville yeah. employees they all he's gonna get fired yeah because they're embarrassed by the fact that this young man is highlighting the errors in their ways yes Go ahead. Yeah, Hi. that Join makes the sense. Louisville police department because you can kill a person and get away with it. Yeah, he's a correction officer. He's not a police officer. He's not a police. Okay, Thank he's you. making fun of them. Thank you. Thank you, Sunet. Now, sure. yeah, that article gives a whole different perspective. Was he right to make that kind of joke? No, no. a little insensitive. That part is still Absolutely. wrong, but now Absolutely. I understand. Now I, I completely understand why he did it. And I will have to agree, um, he should have been suspended. Even if you want to suspend him without pay for a month, right? Okay, got it. Makes sense. Makes sense now. Yeah. All right. So, this one is so sad. A four-year-old took a loaded gun to his South Texas school. Now his father faces charges, the police say. And this story is also courtesy of CNN. A four-year-old took a loaded handgun on Wednesday to his South Texas elementary school. And his father has been arrested after the incident prompted a lockdown, officials said. School administrators at John F. Kennedy Elementary School in Corpus Christi learned a student had a weapon on campus around 9 a.m. According to a letter sent to parents from West Oso Independent School District Superintendent Conrado Garcia, the school went on lockdown immediately and a Corpus Christi police officer on campus took the weapon and secured it, the letter detailed. The handgun was loaded, according to Corpus Christi Police Department. Police and school officials did not say how the weapon was first discovered. 
The incident comes as a new school year ramps up across the United States with parents, students, and public officials wary over the mass shooting that left 19 fourth graders and two teachers dead in May in Uvalde, Texas. In Arizona this week, just this week, a second grader was found with two guns and ammunition at the Cochise or Cochise, I'm not sure how it's pronounced, elementary school. The sheriff's office said um, that in a Facebook post. And the child's parents were called and a juvenile referral made with charges of misconduct with a weapon and a minor in possession of a firearm. In the Corpus Christi case, investigators determined the gun belonged to the student's parents, and police arrested the student's 30-year-old father, who has been charged with making a firearm accessible to a child and abandoning or endangering a child. Conviction on the latter charge carries up to two years in prison, police said. The father was booked Wednesday evening into the Muises uh, County Jail and bond information was not immediately available, according to the jail. CNN could not immediately determine if he has a lawyer. Um, yes, a four-year-old. Fortunately, we have to hold the parents responsible. Parents, I'm going to ask that you check your children's bags check their bags check their bags when they come home from school check their bags before they go out the door to school check 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 because in a child's mind this is an adventure oh i'm gonna take this to school four-year-old right i'm gonna take this to school. i'm gonna show this oh i got a gun i got a gun right we can probably play cowboys and what is it? Indians and cowboys. We can probably play that or we can play cops and robbers, right? Check your children's bags. Do not take anything for granted, especially if you own weapons. You cannot be careless with them. They're supposed to be secured, locked away. You know the rules. Check their bags. Go ahead, Newville. Yeah, no, I was just going to say that I totally agree with them charging the father because that's irresponsible gun ownership, number one. Number two, um, very scary, a four-year-old, because, like, I don't think the four-year-old went to, went to school to go blast people. I think he just, you know, like you said, it's like an adventure, not because re- he's, a, he's, a he's four years old. He's four years old, you know what I'm saying? Right. Or she, I don't know if it's a he or she, but anyway, oh, no, I say he. But yeah, definitely the father should get charged. Um, the only thing, though, moments when it comes to checking like your, your kids' uh, like backpack before they're going to school and from school, children are fairly adaptive by nature. So I mean, if I was trying to smuggle something out of the house, and I know some mom are going to check my bag, but I probably just you know the night before just leave that in the front of the yard. You know what I'm saying? Like in you know, the bushes and things. So when she check the bag in the morning, I'm say, all right, mommy, later. And then just go in at the bushes and grab one, grab one, go through. You understand what I'm doing? So it's like there's only so much that parents can really do. You know what I mean? Yeah, but a four-year-old. Yeah. Four, four. Yeah. And four. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last yeah. time I picked up a weapon, it was kind of heavy. So I don't know many four-year-olds carrying a whole bunch of stuff in their backpack. My seven-year-old, her backpack is lighter right now because there's not <laughs> a whole bunch of stuff in there. It, it, yeah. The backpack plus one folder with seven pages in there. That's it. <laughs> mm. yeah. So this four-year-old, all they need to carry heavy is their lunch. So they, yeah. this, uh-uh. 
Yeah. This okay. is that's irresponsible. It is exactly. irresponsible. I, I, I exactly yeah. match up with everything you said. Exactly gun ownership. Yeah. And they deserve the charge. Yesterday when we were talking about gun ownership and, and Nacho was just talking about his stuff, you know, he's an adult and he doesn't have any little babies around his house, so he can do what he wants. But you have a minor, a tiny person in your house, you need to be way more responsible than that. Done speaking. Thank you, Sinan. Yeah. Careless, irresponsible, the parent is to be facing the one rightly facing the charges. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, it's business and tech news. Stay tuned. So she didn't have a daughter, she did have a son She said the lift doesn't run, run up the stairs and come And if you don't come quick, you're not gonna know that son So I grab a bunch of rows and I started to run Here I come, whoa Two months later, she said come and get your son Cause I don't want your baby to come Tie me down, not because you are old And I am young Yes, while I'm young, yes, I wanna have some fun Run me down, should live at least I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway. Yes, I'm broad, I'm broad, I'm broader than Broadway. When you go to Volcano, it's like a stage show. You have man that swing, DJ, and blow. Pull it down, it's ready, Swing, and the intercom rose, it tell me to come. Till she didn't have a daughter, she didn't have a son. She said the lift doesn't run. Can you do? I 
All the listeners logged in and logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnOradio.com. And of course, thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go, every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday, music in retro. Old school reggae. Here's one of my favorites. I fell in love with a song when I was a child. UB40. I've got you. And that beautiful voice is Chrissy. You know, I gotta take this one back from the top. Sorry. It's time for business and tech news. Google employee resigns saying companies silences, or the company rather, silences Palestinians. Interesting. 
The story courtesy of Al Jazeera News. A Google employee who became a high-profile opponent of the tech giant's $1 billion artificial intelligence and surveillance contract with the Israeli military has announced her resignation. Ariel Koren, a marketing manager, will be leaving the company this week, citing what she said was its creation of a hostile work environment due to her social activism. She said, and I quote, I am leaving Google this week due to retaliation and hostility against workers who speak out. Google moved my role overseas immediately after I posed, I opposed rather, its $1 billion AI surveillance contracts with Israel. And this is far from an isolated instance. Wow. The controversy began when Koren protested Google's $1.2 billion collaboration with Amazon and the Israeli military on a program called Project Nimbus. She spent more than a year organizing her protest to persuade Google to pull out of the deal, including circulating petitions, lobbying executives, and speaking out to news organizations. However, Koren said that instead of listening to her concerns, Google blindsided her in November 2021 with an ultimatum. Either agree to move from San Francisco in the U.S. state of California to Sao Paulo, Brazil, or lose your job. It's that simple. Karen said there was no business justification for the mandated move and filed a complaint with the National Labor Relations Board. However, both Google and NLRB investigated her complaint and found no wrongdoing according to multiple media reports. At least 15 other Palestinian employees and allies have shared their experiences describing the institutionalized bias within the company. It has become impossible to express any opinion of disagreement of the war waged on Palestinians without being called into an HR meeting with the threat of retaliation, one Palestinian employee said. In an online post written on Tuesday on the publishing platform Medium, Koran said her outspoken views and social activism prompted Google to stifle her by relocating her employment overseas. Google is aggressively pursuing military contracts and stripping away the voices of its employees through a pattern of silencing and retaliation towards me and many others. Google is weaponizing its diversity, equity, inclusion, and employee resource group systems to justify the behavior. So, it is no coincidence that retaliation has disproportionately impacted women, queer, and black, indigenous, and people of color, she said. Corin, who is Jewish, has worked for the company for more than seven years and said Google's actions to stifle outspoken workers, not just herself, have been par for the course. Um, should she be surprised? No. Should she have expected it? Yes. What you have to understand is that when you work for companies, as long as you your beliefs and your whatever doesn't align with theirs, there's going to be conflict. And you have to be prepared for whatever the um, results are going to be. Right? Um. It's okay to have your opinion. It's okay to have your voice. But guess what? There are consequences attached to airing them. And then with you, what it comes across or how it comes across to them is 
it's as though you're trying to infiltrate their executives and you know because here you go um trying to persuade them to pull out of a deal you are circulating petitions and lobbying executives and trying to have them come on your side they ain't giving up their checks you have to understand too everybody has a price tag so i side with you what do i stand to gain that's the first thing a lot of people are thinking how is it benefiting me if i take the stance with you and when people sit down and weigh the options the likelihood is like you know something uh, i can't join you right now i agree with what you're saying and i see what you're saying but i just can't come with you right now i gotta take care of me and my family first and I, don't, I don't think it is as, as simple as you put it in uh, in this country, there's one of those third ways where you cannot say nothing about the Jewish state um, if you are blacklisted. And uh, that's what it sounds like because if she was advocating for um, the product uh, or the project to go forward with the Israelis, I guarantee, and she would even sing them on the level, and the same contact, I guarantee she would not be fired. Whenever you try to say anything to defend the Palestinians, um, all of a sudden you are blacklisted. So I think that's what I can do. And um, obviously she she is willing to face the consequence because um, this is American. She, she, she knows that once you vote against Israel in any form or any way, uh, you are tagged as anti-Semitic. Even, even Jewish people are sometimes tagged as anti-Semitic because they just don't believe in what the country is, 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 is doing and the injustice that uh, my taxpayer money funds on a regular basis. And um, we get nothing, nothing returned. Uh, we have no, we have no control. We can't tell them what to do. They just take our money and um, what do they want to do? So uh, it, it's more than just, um, you know, just sit like that. You know, they're gonna be consequent because you are trying to uh, get a boss to do what you want to do. If you are on their agenda, uh, trigger them again. Yeah. 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 Thank you, naturalist. So Snapchat to cut a fifth of jobs. About 1,200 employees will lose their jobs in the restructuring, which had been expected after a year of poor financial results. The company was worth $130 billion a year ago. It's now valued at less than $20 billion. Wow, what a drop. That's what a, a loss of 110, is my math right? A loss of 110 billion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Snapchat said the cuts would help save the company and would help the company save an estimated $500 million in annual costs. The company's CEO said the changes would be difficult. Despite reducing spending in some areas, Snapchat must now face the consequences of our lower revenue growth and adapt to the market environment, said its CEO, Evan Spiegel. Mr. Spiegel said he wanted to focus the company's attention on its traditional lifeblood, which is making money from advertising. It means the jettisoning of projects like mobile games and Pixie, the small drone designed to take selfies. Social media companies like Snapchat, Meta, and Twitter have all struggled recently as the vast majority of their revenues are based on advertising. Okay, such a shame. 1,200 more people going to be out of jobs. Let me ask a question. Do you, in spite of the 
looming threat of losing your job, do you go into work and perform at 100% just the same? Is it easy to do that? What are the... Go ahead, naturalist. I don't give 100% now. I'm not making no chance of losing my job, so... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I feel you. I feel you on that because there is no way. Okay, so let me give you a, <laughs> just a real brief. So I remember I was working at this company and they were going to be doing a layoff and, you know, the news started to spread that they were going to do a layoff. So I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm not doing anything today. I'm just going to sit down and wait and see what happens. I packed. No, I'm not one to bring personal items to work, right? The only personal items I'll have at work are my snacks, my coffee, my tea, my mug, right? I don't, I do, I have never put up pictures of my family in my um, workstation. I have never um, put up anything my kids have done. Oh, look what my kids did. No, mm -mm, I keep it strict. The only things you will see in my work area are things related to work, period. Outside of that, snacks toiletries because you know I'm, I'm leading a group of people and people are always I, I have to take care of my people you know they can't want to break here here's a little snack you feel okay good um and i packed up everything i'm like yeah let me just sit here and wait let me just wait i did nothing that day i went to work got there as usual we start working at nine i was there as usual for eight o'clock because i always do my um preps and print out reports and you know get everybody's goals and you know set expectations for the day and when i got the news i'm like okay that's it pen down and i just sat there and i'm you know listening to everything swirling around and i was like okay all right so the afternoon now when lunch, when people came back from lunch when all the lunch schedules had been you know completed that's when hr comes out and they start calling groups of people I did not work that day. My mind was not in a frame of mind to work. So I'm with you, naturalist. Fire me then and there. Don't have me waiting because it's a waste of time. It's not good for anybody's psychological well-being. Oh, my God, am I going to be fried? Where are they going to keep me? Oh, my God, am I going to be fired? Because right away, people start thinking about their bills. People start to think about how quickly they're going to be able to pick up another job. You get distracted. You cannot ask. And I honestly could not ask any of my um, team members to jump on the phones. I did not care that day. If they wanted to take a call, not take a call. If they wanted to make a call or not, I did not care that day. I did not care. If you want to take a break 50 times for the day, you could go right ahead. Because I understood where their minds were. So if you're going to lay me off, lay me off. Don't make, don't take a year for lay me off. Pay me my severance and I'm going. Simple. That's how I look at it at least. I might be wrong. Good morning to everyone just joining us. Thank you. Appreciate you.
U.S. chip makers have been hit by new China export rule. Yeah. So shares of major chip makers, NVIDIA, or is it NVIDIA, and AMD have fallen amid concerns of new U.S. restrictions on the sale of artificial intelligence chips to China. NVIDIA says the U.S. government requires a new license effective immediately to address the risk of chips being used in or diverted to a military end use in China and Russia. There are fears the rule could lead to millions of dollars in lost revenue. Shares of both chip makers slipped in after hours trading in New York. NVIDIA's shares were down by 6.6%, while AMD slipped 3.7%. New restrictions are a gut pinch for NVIDIA, Dan Ives of Wedbush Securities told BBC News. Chinese officials have firmly opposed the latest move. According to state media, actions from the United States deviated from the principle of fair competition and violated international economic and trade rules. In a statement, Beijing said the U.S. side should immediately stop its wrongdoing, treat companies from all over the world, including Chinese companies, fairly, and do more things that are conducive to the stability of the world economy. The U.S. Commerce Department told the BBC it was not in a position to outline specific policy changes at this time. We are taking a comprehensive approach to implement additional actions necessary related to technologies and uses and end users to protect U.S. national security and foreign policy interests. And that's according to a Commerce Department spokesperson. This includes preventing China's acquisition and use of U.S. technology in the context of its military civil fusion program to fuel its military modernization efforts, conduct human rights abuses, and enable other malign activities oh boy ah, what does that mean for us that's all i want to know what does it mean for us is is this in the end going to further delay access to vehicles because people are trying to buy vehicles and are told oh you have to wait because we can't get chips you know there's a shortage so you know new car sales are down is it going to affect phone sales computers anything to do with tech how is it going to affect that part, right? I don't know. Right? Um, is China fair in pointing the finger at the U.S. and saying that they need to stop its wrongdoing? Is what the U.S. doing wrong? I don't know. I don't understand them. Oh, what you call it? Intricacies involved in international economics and trade rules. I don't know. But China is saying the U.S. has deviated from the principle of fair competition and violated the said economic and trade rules. Is this bullying again? By we're going to do what we want to do. You got to do things our way, play by our rules, and we're going to yank at any time, stop at any time, change at any time. Is that what we're doing? Um, I don't know. Cryptocurrency website sues Australian woman after accidentally sending her millions. And this is according to 
Bala Alert. A website for cryptocurrency trading has filed a lawsuit against an Australian woman after it accidentally transferred her over $10 million. <laughs> You'd have to sue me too. An Australian woman, I can't pronounce her name, um, is going to have to face cryptocurrency trading platform Crypto.com is going to have to face them in court, yeah, after she allegedly took Australian $10.5 million from the company. According to PC Mag, back in May, the woman requested a refund of Australian $68, but the company accidentally transferred her millions. The company didn't realize it had made a mistake until it performed an audit in December. After receiving the money, she transferred 10 point what that's my girl 10.1 million dollars to another account and used 1.3 million to buy herself a five bedroom home for her sister now the website wants its money back and it's taking her to court to get it if she doesn't respond she could be charged with contempt of court their court date is set for october <laughs> i'm gonna tell you this much i don't care what you want to say if I wake up tomorrow and I see $10.5 million in my account, peace out. See ya. Bye. You ain't going to see me or hear from me again. <laughs> Catch me when you can. So they did the transfer in May. And it took them until December to realize they're not weekly audits, monthly audits. You only do an audit at the end of the year. Your carelessness. You deserve to be punished for your carelessness. Oh, what I could do with $10.5 million right now. <laughs> you remember the story of that? <laughs> oh, Lord, let me stop laughing. You remember the story of that boy? who he was very young, um, who was transferring money into his mom's account from the government, from a government account, you know, sat in his room, hacked the system. And the mom went to the bank. And when they told her what her bank balance was, she was alarmed. And she went and reported it. Woman, shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm keeping that money. I'm sorry. I'd be going to my son and I'd be saying, thank you, baby. Thank you. You don't know what you did for your baba. Thank you very much. Because it was going on, I think, for a couple of years, right? And had the bank not said something to her about the balance in her account, they would never have known. And the government has been hacked several times or money has been paid out a lot of times. <laughs> Bless my account, somebody. Bless it because you ain't getting your money back. Sorry. And I know the people are going to say, um, but she knew it wasn't her money. Yes, she knew, but she probably looked at it as a blessing, as I would. <laughs> Miracles still happen. Marlon, you remember the man in Atlanta who was buying houses with... um. I'll tell that good morning. I don't know if you heard about this one, but the, we were living in Atlanta at the time and the man was buying houses using fake. Um, oh my gosh. What's that government? Lord, is it bonds? That thing, you know, you can go into the bank and buy them treasury. Oh my gosh. What's the right name for it? Um, oh Lord, I'm blank right now. You know, when you go to the bank and you tell me you want to buy some, what is, go ahead, Marlon. 
I don't remember the, but it wasn't. It wasn't fake. It it wasn't fake. I thought it was uh, fake. Oh, uh, he was getting the money through the, from the government, but um, the the the, re, the relative agent realized something was off because I have too many of them or whatever he had, and uh-huh. checked realized something was something was off. He had a couple. He had a couple of houses already, but yeah. he was getting. Was getting the money from the government illegally. It wasn't legal. So. Okay, so the the notes were real, but it's the access to them was what was illegal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The government don't know what's missing. <laughs> well, that, this moment, this moment, I do remember a case like that, but I don't remember all the details. Because I I want to say. That guy probably came through um, my county as well. Yeah, what? Hey, Atlanta. He was, he was, but he was trying to buy a house in Sugarloaf. Yes, he was trying to buy a yeah. house in Sugarloaf. Yep, you are right. Mm-hmm. And I think that tipped the uh, portion of Gwinnett. Yep. Yes, some, some people just don't know how to mind their business, collect their money, and go about their business. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, make your commission. What are you going to send up for? That's me. I'm selling him four or five. <laughs> I sell you a house a month, my friend. How many more do you need? I'll sell them one a week if I could. <laughs> That's why. You know what, Altana? That's why some of us not going to have this kind of luck come before us because... Our intentions are not good. <laughs> hey, if the government's giving him money, who am I to refuse it? <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah. But if you if you think about it, how much um, criminal activities does the government actually get away with, and no one says anything because they're the government? Facts. Let the people live. Facts. Facts. They always want to punish us when we do just like them. <laughs> the Altada. Them said teeth. Yes. Teeth. The life is a teeth with log bag. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Who said it? Bojo. Teeth. The life is a teeth. Log bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. They don't. So our next story from the business and tech segment, students loan forgiveness applications to be available soon. And here's how you can prepare to apply. Uh, according to the U.S. Department of Education, student loan forgiveness applications could be available as early as October. The government department just announced that millions of borrowers would need their paperwork done by November 15 to receive relief before the final extension pause ends on December 31st, 2022. After the Biden administration announced plans to rid nearly $10,000 to $20,000 with the acceptance of the Pell's grant, borrowers, students, graduates, and grad students have patiently awaited the next steps. Though borrowers will continue to process applications for federal student loan forgiveness after the payment pause expires, it will help many to complete the application beforehand to avoid any unexpected fees. So, to receive money, Take the proper precautions that I'm about to mention. One, 
make sure you qualify in the first place. President Biden announced those eligible must have a household income under $125,000. So that means what? $124,999.99. That's it. No further. Or married couples or heads of households that make under $250,000. So you cannot make the final amount you can make there is $249,999.99. Okay. You're under 250. Those fitting the quali- qualification will receive $10,000 in relief. Those that received a Pell Grant are eligible for up to $20,000. So make sure your loans qualify, though most loans do qualify. According to CNBC, borrowers under the William D. Ford Federal District Loan Program are eligible for direct Stafford loans and all direct subsidized and unsubsidized federal student loans are included. Federal Family Education Loan, FFEL, is held through a private company and the government is not responsible. To ensure you are included with forgiveness, you can consolidate your loan into the direct loan program all right so let me read that again borrowers under the william d ford federal direct loan program are eligible for direct stafford loans and all direct subsidized and unsubsidized federal student loans are included the federal family education loan the ffel is held through a private company and the government is not responsible. However, to ensure you are included with forgiveness, you can consolidate your loan into the direct loan program. So check with your lender. Chances are when you log on, you're going to see the, the thing pop up. I My loans are serviced through Nelnet. And when I log on, boop, up pops the screen, prompting me to do what I need to do so that I can get forgiveness, right? So do not miss out. Remember the deadline. Don't forget the deadline, okay? Next, gather your records. And what do these records include? Your tax returns and your loan records. Those can be found at studentaid.com. Know your final date to submit a student loan forgiveness application, December 31, 2023. However, borrowers can sign up now for updates at the Education Department website. My recommendation, do it now. Your paperwork needs to be done by November 15. All right. Now, I'm a little concerned because my thing was, I was thinking it was going to be automatic, that the, 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 the lenders would automatically, you know, do what they have to do under the guide of the, the government, the Department You're of so Education. Cute. I know, right? You, you think someone's going to let this say, okay, here's $10,000 of your loan. We're going to do it for you because you're so cute and sweet. No, ma'am. 
see these hoops? Jump. You have to walk for that. Jump to this one. What, what's going on? Everybody get your paperwork together. Do not let this money go away. Yeah. Do so work. nothing is free, right, Sonette? Nothing is free. You got to put in some elbow grease somewhere along the line. So I'm going to strongly encourage you. Implore those who you know if it's for you. No way, it's not time. Take the money and run. <laughs> right? Ask your friends who already paid off their loans if they have some time to help you. Because if they have some time, they will help you. Well, yes. the ones who are not jealous of you. That too. If you want some help, I will help you. That too. Yes, see? Come on, Sonette is here to help us. Do not let the opportunity miss your people. I think someone opened their mic. Go I, right ahead. Yeah, it was me. I'll tell you. Okay, I, I, I still agree with you moments. I still agree with you. This, they have all our records already. They're in the process of hoping that millions of us do not apply for it and miss out. And this aid money goes somewhere else. Yep. Because they... They know what schools we went to. They see all our information. They have our taxes linked to the sites. Why not do do as you say you were going to do? Forgive it. Do the right thing and put it on uh, credit our accounts. No, yeah, for what? They're credit just hoping that a lot of us. Yeah, they're hoping a lot of us um, miss out on it. Yep. Which um, I can't remember which aid. There was something years ago that they they the the government was supposed to give out. And millions of us missed it, and they just took that money and transferred it somewhere else. Wow. I can't remember what it is. So yeah, we. But can I? Yeah, can go I ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. There are several people who have said they do not want this. There are people who believe that they should not get help paying for their loans, and that's why they're not going to do it for them. They're not going to do it for you who want it done, because there are other people who's like, you know what? I have five thousand dollars left. I've been paying for it for 25 years. I'm going to pay my own loan. I've seen these. Look at Twitter. Look wow. at people who are angry about it. There are people who don't want their loans paid, forgiven. I don't know who these people are and why they're so, their lower <laughs> ground is so high. But um, <laughs> pay for my loan, thank you. And I will, I will fill out these forms. It's going to take you less work than it is to apply for college. I almost guarantee it. Uh, yeah. The, it was hard getting it to begin with. Just a little bit more work to get it forgiven. Do it. Yeah. So I'm going to give you a joke. Um, out order, I don't know if you're familiar with this. So when COVID hit, right, <clears throat> and the children had to be home from school and doing homeschooling, I got a card, Marlon got a card in the mail. It is a, I just, hold on, let me get it here. Yeah, here we go. So the card is a Florida P-EBT card. So I'm like, oh, what was that what's up what's going on here so Rhonda Sanders he did something right he, he actually did something so students parents got these cards so anyway um they were and it wasn't replenished every month right they put on one card for and this is for the two high schoolers one was getting like 200 and something dollars no they were both getting like 200 let me just say 250 just throw that figure out there but like about 250 or it could have been less right and uh, then it stopped it was just for like a couple months like two or three months if i'm not wrong so used it up of course i gotta feed these kids they're like gourmandizers human disposal systems i told Sonette last night i made 20 burritos just to feed the family it's crazy 
But um, so the other day I'm going through my bag and I'm like, oh, I need to throw these out. And something said, uh-uh, uh-uh-uh-uh, you better call the number on the back and check before you throw it out. Lo and behold, I called the number. This was back in what? July? June or July, somewhere there. I called the number. Because you know when summer hits, every parent is like, what the heck we going to do to feed these damn kids? I'm sick of these kids just eating me out of house and home. But... You know, I said, okay, let me, let me call. Damn, I had $350 on Marlon. There was $350 on Marlon's. That was $700 worth of food. I felt I hit the damn lotto. I was like, thank you, DeSantis. Appreciate you. That was it, though. Hasn't been replenished. I made sure. I went to that supermarket and wholesale real quick because I'm like, just in case they take it back. <laughs> so I'm saying this. <laughs> you're in the state of florida if you got one of those cards when the pandemic hit because you had children being homeschooled uh check your cards don't throw them out because you might be throwing away money thank you desantis <laughs> oh, that's all i'm gonna say i wish i could get more now though but yeah um i appreciated it i really did because it was the beginning of summer and i have these people to feed uh-uh their stomachs know no bottom <laughs> I'll tell you, I agree. What drugs are these people on that they want to finish paying off their old loads? You know what? I'm happy for them. I'm filling out the paperwork. Remember, folks, studentaid.com. Get your records together. There are kind folks like Sonette who are willing to help you fill out the paperwork so you get your ten dollars or $20,000 deduction, right? If for some of us, it's going to wipe out student loans. Yes, I'm here for it. Nobody go on like y'all that. But, oh no, I'll pay off my loans. <laughs> go on. Go on, take show off. I'm going to need your help, Miss Sonnet. All right? Um, so, in that time, I'm going to need your help, Miss Sonnet. Okay? <laughs> what if your employer does not participate in the program? Because I've tried several times, but if my employer does not participate in the program. Your employer does not, I don't, I'm not familiar with that. Yeah. yeah, when you go to the student aid uh, website and you have to fill out the form to see if you're qualified, mm -hmm. it asks you for your employer tax ID number and all this stuff. And you, you, did you fill in the, the employer's tax ID? Mm-hmm, and it says my employer does not participate in the program. So what your employer have to do with that? Is your employer helping take out the student loan? That's what I'm saying. That makes no sense. Yeah, we, Sonette, <clears throat> we're going to ask you to find out some details about that for us, please. Tell me again. I'm sorry, I was in the car. What happened? Okay, so Andrea said that she went to fill out the form. Um, it asks for her employer's name and she has to put in their tax ID, right? EIN number. When she does that, she gets a response saying that her she, you don't qualify because your employer does not participate in the program? Yes, my employer does not participate and doesn't allow me to go any further. And I just received another email from um, Aid Advantage. I think they switch names now. It's called Aid Advantage. Um, before it was, um, what's the name of their student loan company? 
uh, however, but they sent me an email yesterday saying that I need to go online and see if I'm qualified for the forgiveness program. But I was reading the email. It says, check employer eligibility. Have your EEIN number from your W-2. So I'm like, oh, Lord, here we go again. No, with this one, I would say go to your accounting team in, the, in your employer and find out if they already had a program to help repay your loan. Mm. If, that, if that is the case, it may be that they're not going to pay it back because your employer has a, you know, you work with them for five, ten years, and they'll help you pay your student loans. Check in there and see if they have something, and they just didn't discuss it when you started employment there. But they do have a program, but when I uh, received my degree, um, I wasn't working with this company. But I think if you uh, work with this company, they give you like up to $5,000 a year towards your um, your education. Hmm. Yeah, um, so probably do what Sanessa says. We need to keep digging for more information on that because so these are some of the stumbling blocks that we can expect to have come up then. So I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. Morning, everyone. Um, blessings. But um, the loan forgiveness that just came out, I'm wondering if it's a separate site, separate and apart from loan general loan forgiveness if you are a government employee, et cetera, et cetera. And the third thing is, I'm not sure if your tuition reimbursement, which I think Andrea is referencing, um, would have anything to do with that either hmm. i don't know so there are different yeah. layers to it i'd say yeah this is interesting andrea can you do me a future can you stay on top of it um let's see what we can find out um because that's interesting Hmm. Yeah, I'm going to call Aid Advantage and just get more information. Yeah, and it's a good thing that you started the process now because you know how that goes. So at least you can get all the information together and get this um, sorted out quickly. Exactly. I, I, I need you to get that money. I want to get it because I'm getting ready to switch jobs and that's going to put me over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You be, so oh, I need yeah. to do this before I switch jobs. Expedite, expedite, expedite. Yeah. 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 So we're going to continue to follow this up because, yeah, that's important. And thank you so much for bringing that to the forefront. Just in case anybody else um, comes across that same hurdle, right? All right. So in health and science news, unprocessed, ultra processed foods, sorry, Linked to cancer and early death studies find eating a lot of ultra-processed foods significantly increases men's risk of colorectal cancer and can lead to heart disease and early death in both men and women, according to two new large-scale studies of people in the United States and Italy, published Wednesday in the British Medical Journal. So ultra-processed foods include prepackaged soups, sauces, frozen pizza, ready-to-eat meals, and pleasure foods such as hot dogs, sausages, french fries, sodas, store-bought cookies, cakes, candies, donuts, ice cream, and many more. Literally. Okay, can we just not eat and then just dead? 
because this is like you're trying to take away life man literally hundreds of studies link ultra processed foods to obesity cancer cardiovascular disease and overall mortality said maria nessel the paulette goddard professor of nutrition and food studies and public health at new york university you know what um mega dead one day i'm not rushing it but at the same time no stress me out with them story because everything we consume has something that is good even whole what we call organic foods it's not really that organic right not really that organic so no stress me out cnn health please let me just eat live and not dead one thing i'm not gonna do is die from hunger Mm -mm, ain't happening to me nope no sorry all right um <laughs> go ahead james no i i think it's very important to pay attention to these stuff because james you do that um, for me saying, you do that for me no pe no people have been people have been saying that for years and 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 i've gotten like pushback but you know when we're talking about ultra process we're talking about i don't think most of us like caribbean people consume a lot of those stuff like sometimes you'll go like in you know some of our caucasian friends <laughs> you go to their house and you know everything like like say for example um chicken alfredo i don't know if you ever see those those boxes chicken alfredo in the frozen section where you just go in and you just um people stuff their, their, their freezers at home with that and they'll just take it out of the freezer and plop it into the microwave and it's good to go those are the type those are the type of stuff that that are very dangerous because in order to keep those um food for like a, a year or two um you know um expiry date the, the the chemical that goes in, into those things are not normal so some of the stuff like you know i, I would say most of those things you know the 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 package and and red this stuff that you just throw in the microwave those are the most dangerous ones but like and like cookies and stuff like that not not as much because you know a cookie will have like a shelf life of like a week or whatever in the supermarket right but those those um frozen meals are dangerous it's like it's like you're just eating your debt those frozen food so i don't, I, yeah. I, I don't think yeah i don't think it'll affect most of us um yeah and and most jamaicans because like like here most jamaicans don't mess around they're, they're not very adventurous with food so they just stick to their jerk chicken or their rice and peas or yam or banana so yeah so it, it's those, those type of food are, are the dangerous ones the 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 frozen meals and and, and those type of things so my good then my good my good my good all right thank you Whew. sigh of relief <laughs> So the DEA issues advisory of emerging rainbow fentanyl that's enticing children and young people. Folks, please watch what people give your kids candy. I, I, it's depressing that they're doing this, but, you know, nothing new, nothing new. People have always been targeting children. Uh, let me put up the link at the top of the page here on Clubhouse. Bear with me. What? Why am I doing this? Bear with me one moment here. Let me just get the link so y'all can get an idea of what this thing looks like. Looks like candy, but gotta be careful. 
All right, I've posted it at the top of the page. So DEA issues advisory of um, emerging rainbow fentanyl that's enticing children and young people. And this advisory was released on Tuesday. The DEA officials reported that they had seized rainbow fentanyl in 18 states this month. The DEA stated that the candy-like substances came in various forms, including pills, powder, and blocks that resemble sidewalk chalk. According to DEA Administrator Anne Milgram, rainbow fentanyl, fentanyl pills and powder that comes in a variety of colors, shapes and sizes is a deliberate effort by drug traffickers to drive addiction amongst kids and young adults. Based on the DEA's estimates, fentanyl is 50 times stronger than heroin and 100 times stronger than morphine. Initially, fentanyl was created to ease cancer patients' pain, but it has now spread to the street and has been responsible for thousands of overdose deaths. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention predict that more than 107,000 people have died in the United States from drug overdoses in 2021, with synthetic opioids responsible for around 71,000 deaths. All right. Um, please, folks, let's remind our children, nieces, nephews, uh, cousins, do not, and even ourselves, right? Because we can be caught off guard. Let me, let me not throw us out the mix. We can be caught off guard. Let us make sure we're paying attention to what people are giving to us, to what people are giving to our children. Um, yeah, right? We've got to protect. They are getting so creative. When you look at the colors, any child would be inclined. Oh, let me try that. Boom, take it up and go. No, 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 no. All right. So. I did not make it. It's take candy from kids at school either. Because sometimes kids at school would offer you, you know, your child. Some try to tell them, you know, learn to say no. Because you just don't know. Yeah. You know, be careful. Yeah. Facts. No, I say a real talk that Marlon because I think some of the basic things them like where, where grandmother and my mother used to teach her at Jamaica become a foreigner and forget them because every Jamaican parent used to say don't don't eat eat when you got people yard or don't beggy beggy. You understand? Some of them same principle we need to adopt. Yeah. Don't eat from anybody like that. Agreed. Remember Tiger song? Don't beg them. Never kill you. Don't walk a God. Don't walk a belly. Yeah. Yeah. Be careful. Because I believe that's what they're going to target a lot to schools. Mm -hmm. Other kids are going to bring it there and give it to sell it to other schools. A lot of those stuff pass through schools and colleges and stuff. So. We just have to tell our kids, don't take anything from people. Simple. But yeah, they're right, Kevra. That is true. So learn to say no. Simple, plain and simple. Ah, yeah. Um, coming up, we still have sports in Caribbean quarter. I just saw this pop up, right? Um, talk about lucky Russell Wilson.
of Toots Heber, Dreams to Remember. It is hashtag TBT Throwback Thursday. We're taking you back in time with some reggae classics. On the he was just a friend But I saw him kiss you again and again, these eyes of mine just don't fool me. Why did he hold you so tenderly? I've got dreams, dreams. Do you remember this incoming dream? Coming up, we got one dance with the beautiful voice of Audrey Hall. Thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com or QMZ, yeah, Quality Music Zone, yeah, for quality music while you work or play to help you get through your day. Thank you to everyone logged on to JohnnoRadio.com. Don't forget to download the app, J-A-H-K-N-O, available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Gotta take this one back from the top again. Come on, come on, Maxi Freeze. 
later on today on johnoradio.com. 2 p.m. DJ Lenkimatic with Blitz Thursday. And at 4 p.m. it is DJ Indu with Takeover Thursday. And later on tonight, 9 p.m. Musical Chairs. Tomorrow's Feature Friday, we also have the last in the series of the Friday Mix Summer Party Series, courtesy of Kev Rock, so you don't want to miss that one. Summer officially ends this weekend. Alright, so I know the sports, the footballers, uh, the American footballers are probably happy with this one. Here are some sports news for you. Justin, this one just popped up. Um, yeah, so the Denver Broncos and Russell Wilson agreed to a five-year, $245 million <sighs> contract extension. Damn, 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 damn. So... Russell Wilson has yet to play his first regular season game as a Denver Bronco, and already he has reached a contract extension with the organization. According to ESPN, the Broncos and Russell have reached an agreement on a five-year, $245 million contract extension, which includes a guaranteed amount of $165 million. He will now be under contract with the team for the next seven years and $296 million. Wow. Yeah. Yep. 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 Is he worth it? I don't know. Sierra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> K said, go Sierra. Go CC man. What are you gonna say, Marlon? At one time, yeah. I mean, I know he had, I think, two Super Bowls, I believe. But that's a lot of money for. I don't think he's worth that much right now. A couple years ago, yeah, but not right now. Not now. I, I don't. I don't see him winning another Super Bowl. Oh damn, Marlon! Why you gotta hand it to him like that? I'm just. I'm just in the facts and. Truth, because if you if you look at these other young guys coming out, these are these are some these are some beasts. So I, I don't think Russell got it anymore. But he's a good motivator for the you know the young quarterbacks to come into Denver, you know to to help them and teach them. But for him personally to win a Super Bowl, no, nah, he's he's done. You feel that way to Otto? Done, 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 done. <laughs> yeah, I think he he's behind his prime as far as winning winning like that. He doesn't have the it anymore. If you look at that, those first two Super Bowls, um, Pete Carroll and the organization built that team to win, and mm-hmm. you you can't deny how that was built. He all he had to do was really show up and not make a mistake. Yeah. Wow. He reminds me of uh, Trent Dilford in um, Baltimore in 2000. Just don't mess it up. Well, um, this may be his re- his retirement package deal. 
That's exactly oh. what it. Go ahead, mom. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just saying that's what it is. Is retirement and all is money to retire in five years because I believe if if Pete Carroll wanted to keep him in in Seattle, he would have been there. So they see something where they, you know, you know what? Let's just let him go. Okay, he's been there for so long. But I believe they just like you know we need to win a Super Bowl again. I Russell is not the person. So, but hey, who am I? I'm sitting here not making two hundred million dollars. <laughs> Facts. That's what I was just gonna say. Let him make his money. I'm all for it. Yeah, get it while you can. Yep. So on to tennis. Serena Williams beat second seed Annette Conte. You know, Sonette is the one who knows how to pronounce these names. Kontavich? Kontavich? I don't know. In New York. You know, I'll tell you this much. If I were um to go on the court to play up and, you know, go up against Serena, I'm putting my, <laughs> my racket down and respectfully say, just go ahead and give her the thing. Do you know how many miles per hour her balls go? I don't know. I'm out. I'm out. Count me out. I'm sorry. Serena, you won. So Serena Williams showed she has no intention of ending her singles career without a fight after beating second seed Annette. I'm not going to try the last name. On another remarkable night at the U.S. Open. Williams ranked 605th. Huh? How the hell she's ranked? Unless 605th means you're number one. How do they have her ranked like that? Williams ranked 605th and turning 41 next month once 76742662 to stun the estonian in new york the american recently announced her intention to retire after her home major and is now into the third round williams will play australia's ajla not gonna try the last name next on friday a few weeks ago williams announced she was evolving away from playing tennis in an essay for fashion magazine vogue but agreed after beating Montenegro's Donna Danka. Let me get that right. Danka. On Monday, she had been vague about her exact timeline. There is no rush here. <laughs> well done, Serena. Go out. Hi. But how do they rank them that she is ranked 605th? Does anybody understand how the ranking works in tennis? Because this makes no sense to me. I would I think it's by season. Oh. So it's how you how much you're playing within the season. The season is long. It starts in January and it has a lot of different tournaments that they play. Some are big and some are very small. Like you, you don't hear anything about them unless you're really like into tennis. I'm not that much into tennis. But Sonnet, 605th, no matter what. 605th is how you, she's ranked? It's just the season. It's just how many other tennis players are there. It's how many other women are playing. It's not has nothing to do with her ability. She, and she is not. Serena is is older. She's not going to be jumping into every single match right now. Right. So the, then you have you have all these fifteen year olds who are they can their their parents are moving them from tournament to tournament to tournament, and they're getting rankings. Or they're they're winning, or they're coming second, they're coming whatever. So it it sounds so sad that she's at six hundred, but don't look at that number because it doesn't mean anything to us. Okay. For us, Serena is still number one. Okay. 
Thank you. Thank you, Sana, because I was feeling some type of way. I feel a way in a spice voice about it. I never liked seed. I didn't like seed. I'm like, 605? Oh, damn. Uh-uh. Who, who is doing this ranking thing? You know, when you, you're ready to jump up for somebody and be like, oh, she don't fight, but I do. <laughs> that kind of mentality. Yeah. Okay, so NBA releases a memo that says all unvaccinated players and staff must take COVID-19 tests every week. I'll repeat that again. All NBA players who are unvaccinated as well as staff must take a COVID-19 test every week. Yep, that memo came out on Tuesday. The National Basketball Players Association approved the new guideline after it had been developed over several weeks. Vaccinated individuals will not be forced to submit to testing unless instructed to do so by a team or league physician or government authority. Regardless of vaccination status, anyone displaying symptoms is required to report it and get tested. When a member of the individual's home tests positive, they must also report it. Face marks are not necessary, but are advised indoors if there is a high virus level in the area. So, fellas, ladies, if you want to see, if you care about your players, and if you want your players, if you care that they have the vaccine, well, you may want to see if you can reach them, okay? <sighs> We're not going to be able to get to all the Caribbean corner stores, but there is one that is of interest here, and I want to bring this one up. Um, this is out of the Bahamas, right? Yeah. Judge grants divorce, but says... Quote, unquote, there is no rape in marriage under Bahamian law. And this is courtesy of CaribbeanLoopNews.com. So a high court judge has ruled that there is no rape in marriage under Bahamian law, even as she acknowledged that her husband was cruel for forcing his wife to have sex against her will on numerous occasions during their marriage. Justice Denise Lewis Johnson said that though the woman who filed for divorce claimed she felt like a rape victim for an extensive period of time, as it stands, there can be no rape in marriage in the Bahamas. The unidentified woman had filed the divorce petition seeking to end her more than 15-year marriage on the grounds of cruel treatment. The couple have one child. The woman claimed her husband subjected her to emotional and mental abuse throughout the marriage, and the court heard that the wife felt like a rape victim during the ordeal of sexual intercourse with the respondent. The woman told the court that after the last time they had sex on a day in 2021, she suffered a meltdown at work the next day, and that the events of that day in question felt like an out-of-body experience. She said having sex with her husband had become a chore and lacked intimacy, and that during the marriage, her husband would come home, lubricate himself, take his pleasure, and leave. So, um... As far as I'm concerned, there is rape in marriage. There is rape in marriage. Because if a woman said no, I know what she mean. No means no. So now what is that gonna what's what is the message? As a female judge, I would have to step away. I'm sorry. I could not hand down that judgment. I wouldn't be able to do it. I couldn't do it. 
that's i don't know men how do you feel let, let me ask the men how do you feel yeah that's tough i mean there's yeah that's if he that's rape if he she said no and he hold her down and do whatever that is rape but in the Bahamas, you say they don't have no laws about that? Where they say, so the law in Bahamas, Marlon, is that there is no rape in marriage. That is what it is under Bahamian law. As long as you're married and the man rape you, it's not rape because you're married. So they need to, they need to change that. That's tough. Wow. I think it's yeah. the same thing in, in Jamaica, too. Oh. Yeah, I think so. I think the Caribbean, um, unless only the, because those laws are colonial, right? Yeah. So the the ones who who kept the law, like it's still there, like the, the same thing like the Bugri law and the um, yeah. So a lot of those laws, but the thing is, this 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 is kind of tricky, because how do you treat it? Do you treat like, for example, like with a charge, would the husband get the same charge as you know some random guy, you know, like pulling women off the street, you know, like unless unless. It's 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 modified to say like okay you know like oh yeah first degree and second degree murder like first degree second degree rape or whatever so like it it it's a bit tricky. Minasi the tricky night, you know. No, it's a bit, no, because, no, yeah, no, because how do you charge him? How do what you, you mean? Him? No, do you charge him the same? No, that's what I'm saying. Do you charge him the same way as if like yes, a serial yes, raper? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yeah. James. Without no, I, I don't think I don't think you can charge. I don't think. You can, I don't think you can charge charge because a husband. I know it's wrong, um, you know. No means no, but you can't charge the same charge as if, you know, like you no means no random but. person on on no the street. No means no, but you can't. You're talking about two sides of your mouth, no. James. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, you can say no means no, and then but to it. No means no. Period. Full stop. Yeah, no, but, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying, it's a bit tricky. Like if if a serial raper is out there raping women. And you get caught, and you charge him. You, you charge him, and and you get thirty years. Are you going to give the same the husband thirty years too? I, that, I, that's I can answer part. that a little bit. Okay, go yeah, ahead, Altada. Go ahead, Altada. Let me hear. Go ahead. It's 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 a it is a colonial um, type law, and believe it or not, these those laws are still on the books in the United States. In some states, sorry. Yeah, it is, <laughs> and. You can charge the husband just as under the color of law. It doesn't matter if you're married or not. You can still be charged with rape. If if your wife refuses and you force you force yourself upon her, some judges can go all the way back into those laws that are still on the books. As long as they're still on the books, you can be charged with it. All right. Don't go anywhere. Oh, Tata, hold that. Don't don't move anywhere. Let me wrap up the online um, stream. Do not move a muscle. Give me one second here. I uh, just want to say thank you to all the listeners that had logged on earlier on futurefm.net, futurefm98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon, and Westchester. Thank you so much for checking us out. And I got to say thank you to all the listeners who logged on to QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone, and JanoRadio.com. Don't forget to download that Jano Radio app. 
and everyone here with me on Clubhouse. Thank you so much for the conversation. Of course, this is where it all happens. I'm Moments with me. You were listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. This is Moments with me signing off of QMZ Radio and Jano Radio Clubhouse. I'll be right back. Come back, come back to me, baby. Each and the every day. La la da da. da.